God bless you. I'm Pastor Linda Faison. I'd like to bring you greetings from the Living Water Christian Center Church, where our senior pastor is Reverend Theodore A. Faison. We thank you for tuning in with us today. We pray that you'll be blessed by the word you hear. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for being our God and our Father and for hearing our prayers. We thank you because all the glory belongs to you. And we celebrate you this day, Lord. We thank you for all that you provided for us in this great salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we worship you. And we give you all the glory and all the honor. Even the heavens declare your glory. And we are so thankful today. We're grateful for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. Welcome. Living Water Christian Center Church. My name is Pastor Faison, and we thank you for your support and choosing to be with us today. We thank you for your online giving, and we are just grateful. We don't take these things for granted. We celebrate Jesus during this um, Independence Day weekend, Fourth of July weekend, where the United States declared their independence from. Great Britain and King George. The cool thing about this is that they declared the independence before they were free. All right? And so what happens is the war, what we call the revolution and the war for independence, actually went from 19, uh, sorry, 1775 to 1783 with the help of the French and, of course, divine providence from God. Amen. If you ever watched Roots, remember the program Roots, the miniseries, and um, the character known as Fiddler? I remember him saying, I'm so glad these white people got their independent freedom. I don't know what I would do. Of course, while the United States were fighting for her independence, she at the same time was binding up and controlling a group of Africans and um doing harsh things towards Native Americans and even immigrants. But we have to forgive them for that. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You have to forgive this country's history. Uh-huh. Last month, we talked about repenting. We talked about repentance. We need to repent for the crimes of America because we're the people. We're the people of God. And the people of God are the ones who have contact with the Lord, right? So we need to repent for the crimes of America and call them out and repent. I'm telling you today that we, the Christian man and woman, we need to forgive. I'm going to pause let you think about it for a second. We need to forgive because Jesus taught forgiveness. He taught us to forgive. He taught us to love those who, who do things against us, to love our enemies and those things. And so we need to forgive. We have to bring ourselves to a place where we can forgive not forget, forgive the crimes of this country towards different group people groups. Amen. All right. I said my story. Now let's see what the Bible says. We're coming from John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8. We're going to take a break from Peter today. We're coming from John, chapter 8, because um, it's Independence Day. We want to talk about some independence and some freedom. And what Jesus says. And here, Jesus in chapter 8, we're going to start at verse 31. But Jesus, 
is having a conversation with a group of people, and he tells them that, that he doesn't do things on his own. He does what the Father tells him to do. He says what the Father tells him to say, and he does everything to reflect the Father. And in verse 31, it says here, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Disciples are followers, students, even imitators, okay? Apprentices, that's what disciples are. When we call ourselves disciples of Christ, we are followers of Jesus Christ, and we follow his teaching. Verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. The truth shall create freedom in you. Okay, so Jesus is saying here, if you continue my word, you're my disciples, and if you, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Okay, and so what kind of freedom are we talking about? We're talking about freedom from sin and judgment and bondage and, and freedom in the, not natural freedom, because there's some people who are still bound in slavery and things like that, but free, okay? Free in the sense that no devil, no power, no principality, no, no spiritual force can bind you up. You are free to serve God. Okay? We talked about being redeemed. When we, we talk about being redeemed, we talk about redemption is the purpose of purchasing someone out of slavery for the purpose of setting them free. That's redemption. Okay? And so you've been redeemed. We talked about that before. And we are the believers. We have been redeemed, right? And so what's happening here, when Jesus talked about freedom, you shall be free. And he, um, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall create freedom in you. And you'll have the sense of freedom when you understand the truth of God's word. You know the truth. And we're not just, we just don't know it, but we attempt to follow it. Amen? Let me read on for you. And they answered him, <laughs> we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? You know what? Right here you got Jesus. He's being very gracious right now because he just said that if you continue my word, you'll be made free, right? And and in the verse above, it says that those who believed him, those who believed him, he said those things to those who believed him. Now you got somebody there. I don't know who it was and why this person said that. But we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage. And did they forget about Moses? They forgot the history. They forgot the bondage in Egypt. For some reason, they ignored the fact that they were in bondage in Egypt. Their ancestors were in bondage in Egypt. And God sent Moses down there to bring them out. Okay? But Jesus is very gracious. Because, see, if that was one of us, I would say, excuse me. I would just went into the history book right there on him and say, what about this or what about that? But Jesus let it go. <laughs> he let it go because he's on one track. And he says here, and, and Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, Whosoever commits sin is a slave to sin. 
and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. Okay, the scripture said, he whom the son has set free is free indeed. Okay, so what's happening here? Jesus is not talking about physical bondage. He's not talking about being enslaved to a company, um, a, a nation, a power, or individuals. He's talking about being free from sin. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you abide in my words, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. He said those who commit sin, when we talk about sin, he's talking about the practice of sin. We're not talking about you who, um, who got clumsy and, and you, you slipped and said the wrong thing or you thought the wrong thought for a moment. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the practice of sin. Okay? And so a slave, the slave is the one who practices sin and he's a slave to sin. You think of a bondage, we think of addictions, we think of um, uh, those, those habits and those behaviors that trap people. You know, they're, they're slave to it. Uh, people are, there are people who are slave to alcoholism, slave to drugs, okay, slave to pornography, slave to, to gambling, and, and those things, they're, they're held in bondage. Okay, Jesus says that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. The Lord God can make us free, make you free from anything that's hindering you right now. Any kind of bondage that you're in, through Jesus Christ, you can be free. See, here's the problem. Some people want to be free before they come to Christ, but it doesn't work like that. Okay? Um, I said this before. You know, there's some folks who say, well, I'm not ready to give this up. And not not ready to give that up. Okay, so you're you're not ready to be free. The man or the woman who makes excuses for themselves is not ready either. You know? Oh, but see, I'm this way because my father was this way. Okay? And my parents are this way, and because the way I was treated, and because the things I went through, and you know, and they make these excuses. They they're not quite ready. But the man or the woman who's ready will come to Jesus the way he is. Okay? And so what we need, we need you to understand that, that Christ is ready for you. He's ready for you no matter what your situation is. He's ready for you. He's ready to make you free. He's ready to create freedom in you. And he's ready for you to declare your freedom. And you can come to Christ. Here's the beauty of this thing. You can come to Christ the way you are. You can bring your alcoholism with you. You can bring your drug addiction with you. You can bring the gambling with you. You can bring the depression and, and, and the different diagnoses that you might have. You can bring all that stuff with you to Jesus, and Jesus will work with you where you are. And the first thing he would do when you trust in him, he'll save your very soul. And at the moment that your soul comes to Christ, at the moment that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Freedom is being created in you, and you're free from sin, and he'll give you the power, he'll give you the strength, and he'll give you the strategy to walk away from those things that hinder you. There are people who have been hurt, been hurt in their lives, suffer abuse, gone through some horrible situations, 
and because of the situations they went through, they have the, they're, they're, there's a bondage in them, you know, and, and they, they can't trust anymore, or they live in fear, or, they, or they, they hate certain people groups because of what happened, or certain gender, they may hurt they may hate men or women because of what happened to them, right? And they, and they have this bondage. Jesus can set you free from that. He can make you free from that kind of bondage too. He can make you free from fear. His Bible says he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but a power and love of sound mind. There are people who cannot feel like they can't love anymore. They can't love. They feel like they haven't been loved and they can't love. I, I just can't. I just can't give myself to anybody. I can't love anyone. Jesus will help you with that. He'll help you with those things. What we're saying here is: whatever hinders you, whatever binds you, whatever keeps you from being free to express yourself, and free to live, and free to have joy, and, and free to speak your mind. Whatever the different things you have, Jesus is the one that will help you with that. Because he has all the power. See, when he went to Calvary Cross, when he went to the cross, he died for our sins. But he didn't just die for our sins. He died for our hang-ups, too. He died for the other stuff that bothers us. And the scripture says, lay aside every weight and the sin. You know, there's some sins that the sin, the, the, sin, the main sin is unbelief. But there's weights, too. There's stuff that bothers us. You know, the stuff that we, that we took on or stuff that was put on us that wasn't our fault, you know. And so the Bible gives us the opportunity, and Jesus gives us the power to lay those things aside. But one of the first things you have to do, one of the first things you have to do is confess it. You know, just like those folks in the 1700s confessed their freedom from, from um, England and King George before they was free, we need to confess some things too. We need to First, we need to confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He died for my sins, and he's risen again on the third day. Uh, I know that's a lot to confess. What you really need to confess is that you need Jesus. I need you, Jesus, coming to my life. You know, if you've ever been to an AA meeting, Alcoholics Anonymous, they confess. They say, my name is Ted, and I'm an alcoholic. They confess what the situation is, AA, NA, and the different meetings like that with the 12-step programs. You confess that you need. The other thing that they confess is that I can't get out of this thing on my own. I need help. I need help from outside. They call it a higher power, but our higher power is the Lord, okay? And so what we're saying is that whatever you're going through, whatever the hurt is, whatever the bondage is, whatever the crime that's been committed and whatever crimes you commit over and over, God will help you through the blood of Jesus Christ. He'll help you do that. Because Jesus did not just die for your sin. He died for the hang-ups. He died for the habits. He died for the addictions. He died for all that stuff. All right? And he will free you. He'll free you from that witchcraft. You know, because addiction is, you know, it's a type of witchcraft. Because Satan wants to control. Witchcraft is control. All right? And so when you're under the control of something else, you need to be freed up from that. Okay? I want to be free from all those controls so I can be free to submit myself to God. Okay? Here's what we're saying. Freedom from sin. 
from the habit of sin, from the judgment of sin, from the guilt of sin, and one day you'll be even free from the presence of sin. Again, sin means you missed the mark. I, did, I, have, I sinned, I missed the mark, I shot at the target, and I missed. Uh, uh, sin, you got the guy on the foul line, the basketball game, the professional athlete on the foul line at the basketball game, and he practiced his shots all the time, and he still can't hit the shot at the end of the game. Sin. Okay? I mean, doggone, you're professional. You should make at least 60% of those. Uh, okay? Uh, I know I'm going off a little bit. Let me come back. It's sin. It's a miss. And all of us have missed. Listen, no matter how good you try, you miss. We have all missed the mark. It's an archery turn. I get up on the target. I'll get up on the target. I let it go, and I miss. It's sin. Okay? So what the Lord has done for us, because he who knew no sin became sin, that you and I could become righteousness of God in him. Right? He took on my sin. He exchanged my sin for his righteousness. I do not deserve the righteousness. I have not earned the righteousness. I am not righteous in myself. But he gave me righteousness as a gift. He gives you righteousness as a gift, a free gift. Well, it's not really free. It's prepaid, okay? He paid for it so he could give it away, all right? And so, so I, can have this, I have this freedom today, and you can have this freedom today. I am free to serve him. I am free to choose for myself. See, when people can't choose, they feel bound up. I can't help it. I have no choice. I have to go this way. I have to do this thing. I have to commit this act. Because I don't have the strength or the choice, and the, my choices are taken away from me. But with Christ, you have the choice. You can choose to serve him. Matter of fact, you can choose to disobey him. If you do, I warn you, he'll discipline you. <laughs> you know, because you know, the, the Bible says the Lord chastens those whom he loves. And, you know, and so you believe in Jesus Christ, you choose not to obey him, you will receive some of his discipline. Okay? But what we're saying is, but you're free. You turn loose. And that's the thing. See, here's what, here's what religion does. And we've talked about this before. Religion will bind you up too. Okay? Um, in Bible study, we're going to talk about um, legalism. And, and what happens when the, when the believers started coming to Christ some of the Jewish believers said, well, now you need to follow this, you need to follow that, you need to follow that, right? They, they wanted them to keep the law that they couldn't keep. And Peter and Paul were saying things like, that's ridiculous, can't do that, okay? Because Jesus fulfilled it. He completed it. He fulfilled it. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I come to fulfill it. I come to complete it. So because of what Jesus done, we get credit for his work. I know it's not fair get credit for somebody else's work. It's like plagiarism, isn't it? But it's not really plagiarism because it's perfectly legal. We get credit for his accomplishments. His accomplishments. Jesus accomplished the law. He completed the law. And I get credit for it. He, he lived without sin and I get credit for it. Okay? He has an inheritance in heaven and I get credit for that. 
I have not earned any of that stuff, and I do not deserve any of it, but I get credit for that work that he's done. And he shares that not just with me. He shares that, he shares that with all of us, with all the believers. Okay? So let's look at the scripture again. It says here, he who is set free, he whom the Son is set free, is free indeed. Who, he whom the Son is made free is free indeed. He is the Son. Now, Jesus, before this, he talked about how he does what the Father tells him. And he's the Son, right? And he's the Son. The word Son means not just a, a not just an offspring, but a, a son is an offspring, an adult son with authority. And the Son has the authority to set sinners free. Another place in the scripture when Jesus heals somebody, he says, go and sin no more. And they had issue with him. <laughs> he said, what is it? Is it easier to say rise up and walk or go and sin no more? But that you know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And Jesus has power to forgive sins. Listen, have you ever, have you ever committed a wrong act? Maybe a crime, maybe you did something wrong, and and the guilt of it bothers you, right? And it's a dirty secret, and you keep the dirty secret, and you, you don't let anybody know, and and it bothers you. I don't know if you ever had that that situation. I sure have, you know. Well, it just bothers you. It just bothers you, right? And then and then one day, either on your own, or somebody calls you out. You have to expose it, all right? And you expose your crime. You expose your sin. You confess your sin. In Psalm 32, Paul, um, David says, when I confess my sin and I was healed, I was loose, I was free. Oh my goodness, you may suffer consequences, but at least you're free from that burden that you carry. Sin is a burden. Sin is heavy. And, and, and the idea of doing that and, and trying to keep it a secret, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a burden that we should not have to carry. See, the thing here is that we don't have to anymore. Before I came to Christ, I had to sin. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I was a sinner. Even if I behaved myself well, even if I obeyed my parents, even if I did the things I'm supposed to do, I sinned. And I had to sin because I was a sinner. But when I came to Jesus, he released me from those sins and gave me freedom. I'm, I'm being redundant. Freedom to choose. Right? So here's what we do now. We submit ourselves to God. We stand under his authority. And we resist the devil. The word says we submit to God. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. To resist the devil means no. <laughs> yes, say no to him. You say no to your flesh. You say no to the temptation. You say no to those sinful urges that you still may be working with. You say no to it, right? And he leaves you. Of course, he'll come back. But he leaves you because we submit to God. And when we submit to God, he gives us power. He gives us authority. He gives us help. And we who, you know, and also the Bible says, if you sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That means it is his righteous judgment to forgive you of your sin. 
and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's why we go boldly to the throne of grace, the Bible says. We go confidently before the Father in prayer, and we ask for forgiveness. We receive forgiveness, and we receive grace receive to help us. That grace is in favor to help us in our time of need. So, in conclusion, we want, to, we want you to be free. Stand in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Okay? Stand in the liberty. Stay free. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Continue in his word. Be his disciple indeed. Follow his pattern. Follow his teaching. Be an apprentice of Jesus. Read what the Gospels say about Jesus and what the Bible says, and do those things that are told that we're told here in the Word. Jesus says, "I do what the Father tells me." We need to do what Jesus told us. Amen. Amen. Because because we determined to be free. We don't want to be bound up. Right. We don't want to be controlled by somebody else. We want to be free, free to choose, free to make these. Free to make determinations, free to go where we have to go, free to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. We thank God today. We want you to be free today. The nation's forefathers declared themselves free <laughs> from King George and Great Britain, you know, from, from the from the rulers over in Europe. They said, you got too much control over us. We want to be free, and we're declaring ourselves free. And when they declared themselves free, they did not just walk away and clap hands. They had to fight for it. Okay? You wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of spiritual weakness and darkness. Our fight is not a physical fight. It's a spiritual fight. But the, the, the advantage that we have is that we have the Lord on our side. And he's the winner. Amen? So we thank God today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Because in you we are free. We submit ourselves to you. And we walk in this newness of life and the freedom that you've given us. We pray that the hearers of your word today will make a decision for you that they may be free too, that they can begin the process of freedom, that you will work these things out in their lives, God. In the name of Jesus, we stand against the tricks and the craftiness of the devil, and we declare our freedom from him because you have made us free, and we stand in that liberty wherewith you have made us free. And we thank you for it even now. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you so much. We want you to stay free today. Amen. Stay in the word. Get in fellowship. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to join a Bible-believing church. We, if you're in the um, Essex County area, New Jersey, we would love to have you fellowship with us. We thank you for these things even now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, 
we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.